Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Songs for the Struggling Artist podcast, blogcast. Welcome. Thanks for listening. Um, I am going to read to you a blog that people like. Well, yeah, lots of different people. It's been reposted a few times. Mostly by people fairly close to me. So, you know, the, uh, it hasn't really gotten the, like, stranger repost post, but people like it. And then someone sent me an email, uh, a friend who I didn't think even read the blog, who was like, reading this blog made me want to say yes! And she spelled yes with lots of A's and lots of S's. So that's, that's nice. I was like, are you talking about this one? She was like, yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, Wow. So um, I was a little surprised by that response um, and all of the other excited responses about this one. Um, but I think maybe I'm talking about something that people are feeling the same thing of. So maybe it's a relief to read it. Um, so I'm going to read it to you. It's called A Day Without Immigrants. Um, I, I have to, I, I haven't credited, credited, credited? That is a hard word to say. I have not given due credit um, to some of the inspirers of this blog um, anywhere else because, like, it's weird. Like, how do you how do you credit inspiration online? It's like not the right format somehow. Um, but yeah, so one of these ideas is inspired by um, well. The idea is a, the idea of a friend of mine, um, Shobu Kapoor, uh, in London. So shout out to Shobu. Shobu's probably not listening, but sh- sh- if you are, Shobu, thank you, because your idea is the beginning of this um, broadcast. And also shout out to my boyfriend, Scott Ethier, who is one of the few people who I know is actually listening to this blog, um, because... Uh, my rant that appears midway through this blog um, is, is I think, very closely related to an experience that he was having when he was seeing tourists on the subway. Um, so I feel like that fury is contagious because I certainly feel it too and with a different flavor. Um, but uh, but yeah, I feel like that, that idea began with him um, and is developed in this, in this year blog. Um, so without too much further ado, adieu, adieu, not adieu, that would be D-I-E-U, adieu, but adieu, 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 A-D-O. Without any further of that, um, this is A Day Without Immigrants. London, 2016. The day after the Brexit vote. The city was in shock. I was visiting, and that day I saw multiple friends, coincidentally, all of them born in other countries, but residents of the UK for well over a decade. One of my friends proposed a response to all the immigration hysteria that was gripping the UK. She suggested organizing everyone who had emigrated slash immigrated to the UK to pick a day, to not go to work. 
the country would inevitably grind to a halt and everyone would see what a vital contribution immigrants make. I thought this was a brilliant idea. New York City, 2016. My own city is devastated by the news that our election yielded us a xenophobic, racist, sexist internet troll who ran on an anti-immigrant platform. It seems that a lot of my fellow countrymen voted against immigrants as well. I'm heartbroken for a lot of reasons. Reasons that it will likely take me years to sort through. Meanwhile, the most heartbreaking emails come from the college where I do some adjunct work on occasion. They're about how to help undocumented students, how to assure immigrant safety, how to get the message out about keeping them safe so they can get through the end of the semester. The xenophobia is already destroying people's lives, already. And it's only just begun. And then, on the subway, I see tourists whom I imagine made this horror waterfall happen. I know, I know, hashtag not all Southerners, hashtag not all Midwesterners. And I can't help feeling my own version of xenophobia. A fear of xenophobia? Uh, a fear of xenophobes. Is there a word for this? Xenophobicsphobia? And then I hear these tourists talking about where they're going to find good Thai noodles in the city, and I become irrationally furious. It kicks off a whole imaginary rant in which I tell them, oh, you voted out of fear of immigrants, and now you want to eat Thai noodles? No, <laughs> you don't get to. You can't eat Thai noodles or Chinese dumplings. Oh, you definitely shouldn't get to have tacos anymore or burritos. No hummus, no pita bread. If you're afraid of immigrants, you shouldn't get to benefit from their contributions. Why don't you commit to your old school America? You can now only eat the foods of your white ancestors from Britain. It's hard tack and ale for you from now on. Maybe you can have some canned veggies, but be careful. Most of our agricultural goods are farmed by migrants. So if you want to really commit to your traditional white-only ways, you're going to have to grow your corn yourself. And you'll need to turn in your iPhone. The founder of Apple was the son of Syrian refugee, so his work is not for you. Turn that iPhone in. You like Broadway shows? Too bad. There are a lot of immigrants on Broadway stages, and not just white ones either. Plus, given the concurrent homophobia that travels with xenophobia, you're going to have to give most culture a miss because we sure have a lot of gays in the theater and I know how you feel about them. You're not allowed at the theater anymore. Or the ballet, or the opera, or popular music, which, by the way, has been very much influenced by people of color who are really what you're afraid of, let's face it. So, sorry, you can't listen to pop music. Not rock, not hip-hop, not R&B, not country. It's only English folk songs for you from now on. If you can't support the people who make the things you like, you shouldn't get to have them. You wanted new rules? You get them. But, of course, I know this would be exactly the wrong strategy to take. I know it is through art and food that bridges can be built, and it would be counterproductive to deny their diplomatic power to people who need it the most. It is perhaps lack of exposure to this sort of difference that causes people to behave in this nationalistic, isolationist way. There's a Trump voter I know who, when I knew her, was a big fan of the word different. 
If she'd had a food she'd never had before, she'd report it was different. And if she saw a show she'd never seen before, that too was different. For her, even just a new flavor of Dorito might qualify as different. There was a hint of both excitement and distaste in her use of this word. And I think she is not alone in her response to things, i.e. foods, people, and culture, that are different. I think that's maybe what she's afraid of. Difference. At the heart of xenophobia is just a fear of difference. But everything was new and different once. Even original flavor Doritos. And it is that difference that has historically made the United States great. It is that difference that a lot of us embrace and celebrate. Maybe anti-immigrant voters embrace more than they realized as well. If we take their tacos away, their Thai noodles and culture, maybe they'll start to appreciate them and the diversity of the people who make them. No, we can't do that, I know. Not yet, anyway. But maybe my English friend's post-Brexit protest idea would work here as well. One day without immigrants. Documented, undocumented, long-term, and new. One day. So there we have it. A day without immigrants. I don't know what it is, but like the immigrant stories are the thing that get me the most right now. I, I like, I, I'm, I'm upset about a lot of things, um, but it's immigration somehow that, that like really touches at the heart of, of this whole deal for reasons that I'm not entirely clear on. <laughs> Aside from like, it does feel like what the whole country is. Like we, we, this is a country of immigrants, just like from the beginning. <laughs> so it feels so just like in the culture ident cultural identity, that's, that's what we're about. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been listening to um, not a lot of podcasts. Like I can't really handle a lot of political podcasts, but I, ha I am so in love with um, Maeve Higgins' podcast, which is about immigration and immigra immigrant stories. And she's hilarious and touching, and I cry my eyes out when I listen to these stories. Or just like her chatting with someone, and like that is the thing that's getting me through. So if you, if you are looking for another podcast... I, I, I am so behind Mave in America, it's called. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that's like the one that's getting me through all of this. Um, so thanks Mave Higgins. I love your podcast. Um, so for you now, after all of that immigration talk, um, I'm going to put on a song here that was written for an immigrant a long time ago. Um, it was written for a Spanish guy who was living in England. And I was also living in England, so I was also an immigrant at the time. So, so anyway, there's a little bit of a kind of a cultural cross conversation. Um, anyway, it was recorded a while ago. Here it is. It's called The Only Word I Know. Thank mm -hmm. you.
Should I try Italian instead? Start with Oh